everybody. Welcome back to Jersey Baseball Show. It's been it's been a while since we've done one of these. We've kind of had the high school season in the way, but we're kicking back with another of our prospect showcase uh, features here. Generation Next Superstars. We got one of the top players in South Jersey here, Mike Lucarelli, Paul the Sixth. Heading, he just finished his junior year. We're bringing Mike on. He's one of our uh, favorites to watch in the area and uh, just want to bring him on to talk about what's in store uh, coming up because we're Tulane verbal commit that will hopefully make that official come next November. Big summer ahead. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. Got the, the most handsome guy in New Jersey, right? Yes, yes, sir. No, that, that that's like become the inside running joke. And I don't even remember how it started or no what idea. I think we've beaten it to death and I don't even care. We're just going to keep beating it to death for another year. Of course. No, it's great. I never get, I never get uh, tired of hearing it. <laughs> yeah, sure. You never get tired of people calling you handsome. That's good. Exactly. Um, let's talk about, we'll start with your college commitment, uh, you know, verbal commitment to Tulane. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that story and, and, and how that happened. And then, you know, just recently you went through really an interesting couple weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, Coach Jewett, who was, uh, you know, gave you the offer, you committed to him, was fired late in the yeah. season. And, uh, you know, kind of take us through the mindset of, you know, someone who's verbally committed to a great college, you know, great program, hasn't signed and then has a couple of weeks of uncertainty. What was that like? So to start off, the, I mean, my college commitment process started like when I was um, in eighth grade. I started going to, you know, some some camps uh, for certain schools, some showcases, you know. Um, so I knew that the college commitment process was getting uh, was becoming more focused on, you know, younger kids. You know, it wasn't, you know, kids weren't committing junior, senior year. Well, they are. But, you know, more kids were committing in their underclass years. So I really started everything pretty early because I wanted to get as much uh, exposure as I could. So I started going to showcases. Um, but the big thing that helped me was going to, you know, the PBR showcases. Um, last October, I went to one. Um, they were videotaping it for uh, coaches, you know, the live stream and everything. And um, did pretty good on that. You know, I had my metrics where uh, I had a PR in every metric, uh, exit velocity, throwing, 60 time. So that was a big showcase for me. Um, so Tulane actually contacted me after that showcase. And, um, you know, they were like, you know, we really like what we saw. You know, we want to get to know you better. Um, you know, obviously, potentially uh, lead to a, a commitment. So from the moment I talked to Coach Jewett, you know, he was just – he was – different than any other coach I've talked to you know he was just he made me felt like I was I was wanted and I was welcome into the program you know that's a big thing that was a big thing for me you know I didn't want to be another you know just another commit to one of these colleges you know I wanted to actually mean something to the coach because I knew that would you know you want to go where you're wanting to play so you know we talked from October to October to February you know we just made phone calls, uh, you know, touched base. And I came in contact with uh, uh, Coach Jay Ullman, which is the assistant coach, now head coach of the program. You know, I started talking to more coaches. You know, this the relationship just, you know, it was it was not like any other college coach I've talked to. You know, it just I felt like it just felt right. You know, talking to these guys, it felt like they really, they really had a connection with me and I really connected to them. 
So we went down in, um, we went to visit Tulane in last February. And um, I knew going into that visit that I wanted to commit there. And they, they've already offered, they already offered me before that um, on a Zoom call, you know, cause you had to do everything right. virtually <laughs> still in that COVID period. But um, yeah, so we went down and I, you, the thing that sucks is you couldn't even go in the field or that you couldn't even, you know, you go in the locker room, they couldn't give you tours right. or anything because of the COVID. So, but, I mean, that sucked, but, you know, like, of course, there was, like, online pictures and all that stuff, so like, I kind of got a little idea of what, what I was, you know, there for, but, um, yeah, so I told Coach Coach uh, Jewett and Coach Ullman that, you know, I I, I was ready, and, you know, I, I felt something different with them, you know, and it just, as soon as I stepped on the campus, you know, it just felt right. It felt, I don't know, just different from any other college, and you know, I told them that, you know, this is where I want to be. This, this is where I want to play. And, you know, just their, their, their presence, the coaching presence just made me, just really swept me off my feet, you know. And that was the thing that, you know, made other schools different from Tulane. But um, back to what you were saying earlier about the, the coaching change and everything. Yeah, everything was, everything was great. Everything yeah. seemed like awesome. And you got the coach you want and the staff yeah. you want. And all of a sudden the coach is gone. So what's, what's, what's it like? as a, as a top recruit when that happened? So I was actually hitting off the tee when that happened. And, you know, I was, you know, just taking swings. And then one of the other commits um, sent something in our group chat and it was like headline coach Travis Jewett of Tulane, you know, leaves. And at the time, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't very, you know, I wasn't like, I don't know how to say it, like scared. I wasn't worried because I knew that like, everything would work out fine. You know, you know, if I, if I started to panic, then I start getting, you know, thoughts like, you know, like, what, what do I do? What do I do? Do I decommit? All, all, all this stuff, you know, and it overwhelms you. But I mean, I just, I just stayed calm, you know, and I, I, I texted coach, uh, coach Ullman, he called me and he just let me know that everything's going to be okay. I just need to be patient and just wait to see what, um, what the athletic director decides, you know, he said that, uh, that he could become the head coach or they can bring new, new people in. So he just said that hang tight, don't jump ship, you know, just be patient. So after about two weeks of waiting around, you know, just, you know, hearing all these rumors about, you know, is it going to be this coach? Is it going to be this coach? Um, we got, just got the news when it was a, just a couple of days ago that he was named um, the head coach and, you know, me and him have a great connection. So I, I was just, I was just thankful, you know, I was just really happy that, that they chose him to be the head coach. And I think that that really is going to keep the, the, the team chemistry together. Cause you know, coach Jewett, you know, he started, he started a legacy with, with Tulane, you know, they have a bunch of stuff like, you know, they have this slap the wall challenge, you know, where every time they win, they get gather around, they scream, they get, you know, they're a team like that. where like, that's, that's the stuff that gets them going that keeps them winning. And, you know, when, the thing is when you bring a new guy in is they don't really know, you know, how the program was ran before. So, but, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, coach, coach Jay is still there and, you know, he knows, he knows how it's been ran for the past couple of years and he knows how to, you know, keep that, keep that good feeling going, you know. And you got a chance to kind of hang out a little bit in New Orleans. That's, that's probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I did, I forgot to mention, I did visit uh, this February again, I would visit and I actually got to, tour everything you know locker rooms you know there was like a uh, an athletic lounge where all the kids do their homework um weight rooms all of that got to meet a couple of the players so 
really good experience for me. My parents got to talk to the coaches finally, you know, really good experience. You know, it was, they, they, I went to the home opener, you know, they, they swept uh, UMass Lowell. So it was, it was, a, it was, it was a good time down there. And a great school too. Great school. I mean, that's one of the things that, oh, that's also one of the things that made Tulane different. I mean, it's just the, the academic, you know, I, I always put that first academic before baseball because baseball's n- n- never a given, you know, you need something to fall back on, you know, getting, a, you know, going to Tulane, obviously a really good school, you know, my parents value, parents, grandparents value education a lot. It's a big thing to them. So they were happy, you know, great baseball school, great academic school down South. You, you, you can't ask for more. No, no, it's a, it's all great. And, you know, certainly glad that it, that it worked out the way that it did. Um, Paul the sixth, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're Cherokee, you know, by by school district. Mm-hmm. I've had to watch their their postseason success this year, um, but you know that decision that was going into ninth grade. Yeah, I was I was in eighth grade when I made the decision. It was um, it was in the in May of my eighth grade year. Yeah. So so you make that decision to go into ninth grade, and 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 obviously there's some some connection there, and you know just. Tell us about what that was like, you know, what's it meant to uh, to be part of the Paul the Sixth family, um, you know, at this point. And, um, you know, we'll start with that because then it gets interesting because, you know, you, you go there and then there is no freshman season. But, yeah. Uh, you know, just making that decision to jump, I'm sure, could not have been easy. No, it, it, it wasn't easy at all. You know, I knew that there was – as much opportunity there was at PVI was also leaving a lot of things behind at Cherokee. So, you know, it just came down to what's going to be better for me, you know, personally, what's going to, what's going to make my baseball career take off in a sense. Um, No, back to what I was saying, it wasn't easy. You know, I I didn't really know anybody going into PVI, you know, it was just, it was very sudden too, you know, it wasn't like I had a lot of time to, it wasn't like I I was notified and like, like November, you know, it was like I, I went to go shadow uh, in in May, made a decision in May, all very quick. But as hard as it was for me, I knew that that I would be welcome at that school because, you know, I already had connections with Coach Young. Um, I knew some of the baseball players going in. So that was an upside, um, you know, but it, it was it was difficult. It was difficult at first, you know, not knowing anybody never been to a Catholic school before as well. You know, that's definitely a change, but I just knew that, I mean, that was what it, that's what it, that's what it needed to to happen. You know, if I wanted to be successful, if I wanted to be, you know, a big, a big role model for, for that team. Yeah. And, and brief shout out coach young original and only uh, Trenton uh, capitals head coach ACBL down at Barry U right now, recruiting half of the state of New Jersey down to, uh, (laughs) down to Florida. I guess that's, you know, if you're, if you're in Miami and you're recruiting, you recruit those Northeast kids and, and just show them the campus in like January and everybody's out playing ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just talking to coach young a couple of days ago. just, uh, just checking up on him, seeing how's everything's doing down at, uh, at Barry, you know, he's checking up on me, seeing how everything's going at PVI, how the team was doing and everything. So, you know, we keep in touch every now and then, which, you know, is I, I, I always loved coach young. He was like my, my my father for two years you know he coached me for two years so I have you know the utmost respect for him you know absolutely absolutely same and 
and his kid and Brock keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> that kid is he's going to be a unit when he grows he's up. Hit, he's going to be hitting bombs at like eight. Oh three. my god! Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, so you know, this year, Paul the Paul the six, you know, obviously tough competition. You have a good season. Kind of feel like you you want a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so many tough one run losses and and obviously kind of culminating in like the toughest of the one run losses, you know, against a, a, a CBA team that goes on to, to do bigger things. Mm -hmm. um, and season ends with with you stealing home last game, um, showing off the showing off the wheels a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and then being left in the on deck circle when the you know, when a one run game with the, the, the tying run on third. Um, next year's your team. You know, you're, yeah. senior. you're one of the yeah. seniors, you know, obviously captain. What's the challenge to go from really, really good and just short of getting over the hump? How do you get over the hump? You know, what do you, what, what's kind of like, what are you looking at as, as the challenge? So the two biggest things this year that I, that I was trying to enforce on our team that I'm going to enforce next year was one team chemistry to uh, the mindset when you go into the game. Um, I think teams like, you know, like teams like Cherokee, you know, Shawnee, like dominant teams like that is they, they have good team chemistry, you know, they all work together. Um, and that's why, you know, that's why they've made it so, as far as they have, but um, you know, you gotta be in sync with your team. I feel like, you know, just, you work so much better. You play a lot looser when you know that your, your, your teammate has your back, you know, when you can rely on other kids to pick to pick you up you know when you're not doing so good so next year it, it's going to be hard it's going to be hard from this year to next year because our whole team this year was was senior. seniors yeah all of our team was seniors this year yeah so it's going to be it's going to be a challenge uh, it's going to be hard you know you're going to have a lot of underclassmen this year are going to be going to be upperclassmen next year you're going to have a lot of the you're going to need a lot of those guys to to step up you know they a lot of those kids never played varsity baseball and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be new for them, but, you know, I'm just going to try to, you know, tell to tell them that, you know, it's, it's not about, it's, it's all about your mindset when you walk onto the field, you know, this year, that's something that I made a, a vital point for myself. Like before I would go every, before every game, I would go to the back of the dugout, take a couple deep breaths, close my eyes, you know, and I would, I, and during that time, I would just, I would just lock in you know like from from now to the game end i would the only thing i would have in my mind is is winning and i think that's what that's what helped me this year especially because you know i was always big on the mental side of the game before before this year right but i knew that if i wanted to take it to the next level that i that that would have to be my main focus because you know physical i don't really have personally i don't have to worry about you know the physical capabilities that's like that's just given you know it's the mental side that 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 makes good players great players and great players outstanding players yep. so next year I mean that's just going to be my my two things is it's going to be we got to work together as a team you got to be able to trust each other and the mentality is you know it's not you know when you walk in there it's not about you you know as as much as hard as that might be for some kids including myself you know when you get there and you know you want to do good you personally not just kids. It's, it's hard for the adults too, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it, 
that's definitely a big step that, you know, uh, the younger kids would definitely have to take. But, I mean, they're, I'm, I'm there to guide them, you know. You know, I, I'm going to try to pass on as much as I know to them because I know that if we do that, that makes for the best season that we can have, you know. The best teams play for each other. They're not exactly. for themselves. Exactly. Absolutely. That's, you see that, and, and I've been lucky to, to get to see that across all over. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the one constant, you know. Because there's tons of – you go on, like, the PBR rankings, and there's so many talented guys. There's so many more, like, physically talented guys than when I played, you know, 30 years ago. But it's like the one constant still is, you know, you got guys who are, like, rankings players, and then you got guys who are, like, winning players. You know? bags that just go out there. And, yeah. see that, and that's the thing, too, is, I mean – that, that I, I learned, especially, like, the last year I was not undersized, but I was definitely, I definitely grew. I was 160 last year, and now I'm 180 this year, at, le- one, at least 180. You know, during my younger years of playing, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those kids that was, you know, six foot one, 190 pounds at 12 years old, you know. I was a little smaller, so I had to have something, another element to me that I could bring to the table. And that's really where I started getting into all of the, you know, just the, the energy that you have to bring, you know, I mean, those other than t- talent, talent uh, separates guys from ordinary guys, but it also is your energy and your mindset. You know, you can tell the guys that are out there and that are just dirt bags. They, they're, they just want to play, they want to win, you know, and that's all they're thinking about. And you can tell, you can separate those guys from everybody else and you, I mean, those guys are usually the, the people to, to succeed and, and carry the team on their back. So, you know, that's just something that that you just have to learn throughout the years that, you know, it's just once you get to the higher levels of baseball, I mean, you, you, you can be as, as talented as you could be, but you got to have your mind right, you know. Yep, absolutely. Now, lifting became big for you, I guess, probably because you were small. Yeah. Uh, but when was when did that really kind of become a big thing? So I, I, I was always, I was always lifting. Like even I think my first time I was lifting was uh, like maybe nine. Like I was always doing training and sessions and right. all like I, I was first child, you know? So like I was always involved in all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, I go to, I go to a, a, a place called Prezi now, which is speed training and lifting and all that stuff. But I knew looking at, at all these guys, I remember looking at uh, like, two years ago, I remember looking at all these guys and seeing at the top of the class and they're all, they're all, height is, is one thing, but to be, you can be short and you can be fit, you know, you can have a lot of weight to you. And the the good thing about baseball is that you can be five foot six, you can be six foot one, you can be five foot 10. It doesn't matter. It all just matters about how strong you can be, you know? So, you know, being undersized as I was, I knew that I, I had to, if I wanted to take it to the next level, that I, I had to gain weight and I had to put on muscle to throw faster, run faster, hit the ball harder. And, you know, I just, I, I really took that to heart. You know, I was, every day I was making up my own workouts and stuff. I track my calories, make sure I'm getting enough, getting enough protein, food, you know, all that stuff, all that carbs, everything. And that's something that I didn't really pay attention to as much as I did till this year. And I, it, it definitely paid off for me. You know, I, 
physically you you can just see the difference if you if you had pictures from me from this year to last year you can just see it's just it's different you know i just got a lot bigger you know taller as well and you know it's just you know that just helped me throughout the year you know yeah it certainly helps you play better for you know yeah for a long grind you know you exactly what are, what are the goals for the summer what's the uh you know what's the schedule looking like for the summer so this is a uh, we're actually supposed to be we're playing in Cary, North Carolina, um, next week actually, but I'm not not you because <laughs> I have finals. Yeah, because so, you know that 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 tournament's really good. If you look at the teams that are in that tournament, it's, it's legit. Which sucks. Kind of stinks to put academics first sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so and then we after that we play um, Georgia. Uh, Fort Myers and we play in Hoover as well all all PG tournaments for for me personally the my goal this summer is I, w- I would just say exposure really it's just get as much exposure as I could from from MLB guys you know anybody really you know um, obviously I want to play good in the summer that's another thing but I think what helped me this year was playing so many tournaments in the fall and the winter because I could if I would play a tournament in like in like uh October and then play a tournament in January and I could see the development from those months and I could track it I could see like what I needed to improve on what I got better at and I think that helped me you know a lot just with just the development of myself and I think that it's just this is going to be helpful in, in the summer too. You know, I don't know how spaced out our tournaments are. I imagine we have a week or two of break, but it's going to be good to play a tournament, take a step back, you know, assess what happens, what do I need to focus on, what do I need to improve. Um, I think that's just a, a maturity aspect that you know that good players you know take for account. Yeah, definitely. Now we uh, we all know the the Mike Lucarelli who's pumped and excited and ready to, to take your, you know, cut your throat and win every game. Yeah. What do we like doing when it's not baseball season? We're getting into some more random questions now. True. True. Um, what do I like to do? Well, obviously gym, I like to go to the gym, you know, that's not a, that's a little hobby. Um, I, I like to fish as well. You know, I, I like to go down to the pond about like a lake, like 15 minutes from me. You know, it's it's summer. I get a nice tan. You know, um, what else? Really, just hang hanging with friends too. You know, you gotta live a little bit. You're a kid. Um, what else is there? Not my life's kind of boring, honestly. Now that I think about it. <laughs> no, but yeah, good. that's all good things that you got. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it gets repetitive at times, though. You know, you're you're doing the same thing over and over again. You know, like wake up, lift go hang with friends. Yeah. Um, another big thing is I really like to do is, is yoga, yoga and all that like recovery stuff. I mean, that's, that's something I, that I think, you know, helped me as just as much as, as lifting the, and nutrition is just the recovery and making sure that my body was at its top performance. You know, I, I realized, you no, know, I, I had tight hips, really tight hips going into last year. So I made sure that, you know, I, I stayed uh, in touch with that. I know I had some arm problems, some shoulder problems, you know, and you're playing a season that's, you know, 25 games and, you know, practice every day. 
towards the end of the season, it, it starts to get the guys, you know, they start to wear down, like, you know, they start to get injured and all that stuff. This season, you know, after every practice, every game, I would, you know, roll out, do some yoga um, for about, you know, 15, 20 minutes, something crazy. But I found that really beneficial, and that's that's a hobby I like to do, you know, stretch and all that stuff. And you're saying 25 games. I mean, you're going to be doubling that in a couple of years. You, you're obviously going to want to, you know, exactly you're longer than that. You know, you got to yeah. be ready to, to go every day and, I know. you know, not wear out from like those little, you know, those tiny injuries lad up and, and get you, you know, as much as the big injuries. And I, I think that's something that I, that I did good this year was, you know, everybody's gets little injuries. You know, you're not, you're not going to play sport and be a hundred percent healthy all the time. Like something is always going to be messing with you, whether it's your ankle your wrist, your arm. I think I did a good job this year, making sure that, you know, those little injuries didn't turn into something bigger, you know, and I took the time to, to, to make sure that, that, that wasn't, wouldn't become a problem, you know? Yeah, definitely. Now nutrition is, is big, obviously. What's your favorite to eat? I'm a big, I'm a big protein shake guy. I like protein shakes because, you know, I get to make all types of, all types of flavors and all that stuff. But if I, if I had to go food, I would have to say, I would have to be boring to say chicken, chicken or steak, some type of meat, you know, chicken, rice, uh, broccoli, all that stuff, you know, I, I, I had a, um, a cheat meal every once in a while, you know, I'll have like, you know, a cup, cupcake or whatever, you know, yeah, we're all human. Yeah. We go steak, we go medium rare. Do we, what do we, how do we medium, medium rare? Uh, on, you know. It's kind of boring. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta go for it a little bit. Now you, yeah. we see a Red Sox flag in the background there. You're not really yeah. in Red Sox country. So, so tell us how that started and, uh, and then tell us who your favorite player is in, in, in the MLB right now. So Red Sox is, is from my dad. My dad grew up in Philly, not Philly, uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, his whole family was, uh, was Yankee fans. And for some reason, he was uh, the only Boston fan in his, in his town, is what he tells me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, ever since I was a kid, he, he raised me as a Boston fan. And, you know, I, w I couldn't say no because I would get kicked out of the house if, right. and that's if I did it. Little little Mikey's a little too couldn't couldn't take care of himself at that point. Exactly, yeah. So, um, favorite player on the on the Red Sox, I, I would have to say either Devers or Devers or Bogarts. They're two, you know, two two infielders from uh, the left side. You know, I'm gonna say you're 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 going with you're going with like yeah older versions of you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, the two positions. Yep. Third base and, and shortstop, you know, my two mm -hmm. favorite positions, you know? Yeah. But they're, 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 I love them. Those guys, you know, they're studs. Pre-game routine. We go music. What do we, what do we go pre-game? Pre-game. This is what I, this is what I do. So before every game I had a, an energy drink, you know, that's just something I felt like I needed to do. Get, gets me going a little bit, but um, what I did for most of the season, towards the end of the season, especially, was I would go uh, by myself to I don't know back of the dugout or wherever it was quiet and I could just focus. Um, I would sit down, meditate in a sense, not really, but close my eyes, take, head, a, take, yeah. take a couple deep breaths, and I would just get from I would just lock in, you know, mentally, and I would um, uh, I would make sure that I was not thinking about anything anything else other than winning. 
And I think that, I think that was, that was like a big jump for me is like, you know, cause last year I wasn't, I didn't do that last year, you know, and, and this year I felt like it just, it just helped me so much, so much with just relaxing, playing loose, you know, it slows the game down a lot too. You know, when you're trying to play baseball at a, at a fast pace, it, it doesn't go well, you know, that's just, you know, taking a deep breath, just slowing everything down. It made it, it made the game a lot and a lot, it made it a lot more fun too. See it more out of pitchers, I think, because it's just more obvious that when they when they speed things up and and it kind of yeah. falls apart. But yeah, here too, you start chasing, you start doing exactly. Yeah, you get you get anxious up there when the game's going fast. You get anxious up there. You know, you start swinging at pitches that are that are not. You're not being disciplined. You know, you just you you just rush. You know, and you know before every before every uh before every pitch, you know, I take my bat another deep breath, look at a, look at a spot on my bat and, you know, just calm down gets the nerves, loosens up the nerves a little bit and ready to go. I think the, I wrote it on my glove this year was my, my keyword this year was loose, you know, cause that was something that I, I found myself in the off season and last year I would get, I would just get so excited, so tight, you know, that it would make me, it would just make, you know, it, it wouldn't work. And I found that, I found that, Keywords that I would write on my glove, you know, I learned that from Nate Trotsky. Um, he told me to write, you know, words on your on your glove that that you could relate to, and that would bring you back to reality almost. So for me, after thinking for a while, I was I was like, loose. Uh, yeah, yeah, loose. I feel like that is a word that you know I can look at and I can just take a deep breath and everything just gets, becomes a lot easier, you know? And I think, especially fielding and hitting too. I wrote it on my glove, but I would think the same thing in the box though. Yeah. Music, you, uh, are we big on that before games or, and if so, what, what are we, if we're in control of the uh, pregame music, what are we going for? So this is the thing. So I'm more pregame, you know, you have to up the, you know, you have to play a little more hype music, you know? So I'm big with uh, rap. I would say, you know, um, I get some metal in there too, you know, uh, rap, metal, no country before games. I like country, but not just not before games. Not before games, of course. Uh, I mean, that was really it. Like, I, I just have a, a trillion rap songs that get me pumped up. My, my favorite one probably, like before game, favorite song probably, oh, death by trippy red i don't know if you know that song but it's it's it sounds extreme it, it's it's meant to sound extreme because it yeah it's, well i'm sure it is that's right yeah. it's um south jersey so what's your favorite shore town i would have to say ocean city i i go between ci and ocean city you know but you know ocean city there's just there's a lot more to do you know and all my friends go down there there's a lot more vibe of like your you know, that's, that's a young person's place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's where all the kids and that's where all the kids go. Cherokee, yes, PVI, you know, they're all down there. They're all down there. That's right. <laughs> um, PVI goals for next year. We're going to, I mean, we got, it's got to be state title, right? Well, yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, oh, that should always be the, the mentality when you're showing high school season. You know, exactly. you, should never be, you should never be aiming to, you know, if that's you should, not you should goal. be shooting, shooting for the stars land on the clouds. Yeah, that's, exactly. If that's not your goal now, then you're doing exactly. it Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Yeah, you you, you should always shoot for the stars. But um, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna try to go out there and and give it as 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 give it as much as we could. You know, um, we're gonna have a lot of younger guys this year that are gonna need to step up, and you know they'll they'll come to they'll come to realize that you know that we need everything they have from them. You know, it's a big jump from playing uh from playing JV to varsity. It's a very big jump in skill and mentality and attitude. And I think that if I if I could install the passion that these kids that you need to be successful, like you need passion to basically to play baseball, especially if you're playing with no passion, then you might as well just sit in the dugout and be on the bench because it's not going to work for you. There's always because I'm thinking about the, the the kid on the other on the other team wants it more than I do. And I have to. It's almost kind of like mind games, really. Is you have to battle with each other. You know who wants it more. You know you just have to. You know you gotta get you get that mentality that kind of not cocky and not cocky, but you know you have to have that swag to you if you wanna yeah. if you wanna play at your fullest potential. You know you can't play sh- timid and shy. You know because that's not what great players do. You look at every college player, especially you know kid the first thing that comes to mind the kid the kids on Tennessee you know they're just they play they they give it everything they got you know and that's you know I, I love that you know yeah. even though it's yeah. controversial sometimes you know what they do but I love it you know it shows that <laughs> it shows that they they're they're there to play and they're there to win you can't be great until you're not afraid to lose and you just exactly yeah yeah um last one here for you then um how do you, you know, you, you're going to have scouts, you're going to have people, you said you wanted the, the uh, not the attention, but you want to obviously um, the exposure. Yeah. You know, people are watching Mike Lucarelli play. How do you want them to see you as? I, I want them to see me as just a grinder, you know, just I, I go out there and I just give it everything I have, whether, you know, it's on the field, it's on the bench it's in the batter's box. Like I want them to see that this kid, you know, is, is, is there to play and he's there to show up. Cause I think that leaves a lasting impression on not only fans, but coaches too, MLB scouts, all these people, you know, they want kids that, you know, aren't after they strike out, you know, they're not going to the dugout and throwing their equipment and all of that stuff. And, you know, mope around on the, on the bench. Like they want, they want ball players. They go out there and give it everything they have, whether it's good or bad, you know? So, big thing this summer is just go out there and just play with play with an attitude and make that make that known to, to people not not in a cocky way of course but know that that I'm there to play and I'm there to, you know I'm there to give it everything I got definitely Michael thank you you know not a not a secret one of our favorite players to uh, to watch get after it um, you know Kind of wish you were ready to, to go into college so we could talk some ACBL, but, but yeah. certainly really happy that you got another year of high school left to see what you do with it and uh, mm-hmm. gonna do some great things, right? Oh, yeah, I'm planning on it. You bet. Absolutely. Mike Lucarelli, our guest, headed to Tulane eventually, but we got some stuff to accomplish before then. That's this week's uh, episode of JBS. We look forward to catching everyone at the field.